Hi, this is Ezra Engel, and you're listening to The Voice, reading Job 42 for Tuesday, January 20th. Then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do all things. No plan of yours can be thwarted. You asked, Who is this that obscures my counsel without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. You said, Listen now, and I will speak. I will question you, and you shall answer me. My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore I despise myself, and repent in dust and ashes. After the Lord had said these things to Job, he said to Eliphaz the Temanite, I am angry with you and your two friends, because you have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has. So now take seven bulls and seven rams, and go to my servant Job, and sacrifice a burnt offering for yourselves. My servant Job will pray for you, and I will accept his prayer, and not deal with you according to your folly. You have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has. So Eliphaz the Temanite, Bildad the Shuhite, and Zophar the Namanthite did what the Lord told them, and the Lord accepted Job's prayer. After Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord made him prosperous again, and gave him twice as much as he had before. All his brothers and sisters, and everyone who had known him before, came and ate with him in his house. They comforted and consoled him over all the trouble the Lord had brought upon him, and each one gave him a piece of silver and a gold ring. The Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the first. He had fourteen thousand sheep, six thousand camels, a thousand yoke of oxen, and a thousand donkeys. And he also had seven sons, and three daughters. The first daughter he named Jemima, the second Keziah, and the third Karenhapuk. Nowhere in all the land were there found women as beautiful as Job's daughters, and their father granted them an inheritance along with their brothers. After this, Job lived a hundred and forty years. He saw his children and their children to the fourth generation, and so he died, old and full of years. Job 42. So the the one thing that that I look at and I think is the the one point of correction although Job was right with God through uh, you know before all all of this happened the one correction that God seems to give him is that his perspective is too small. He's looking at things without like, like he sort of lost sight of God being just and right. And so that's something that he needed to repent for. And I find it interesting that his three friends, who gave him really bad advice, basically blaming him for all of the problems, that God was angry with them, but he put it in Job's hands to um, to pray for them, for them to be treated with mercy. And God didn't just you know wait for them to say, I'm so sorry, but he put it in, in the hands of the person who was the most damage was done to, uh, for that to be the person who forgives them. And, um, and also, from what I know, which isn't a whole lot, but... From what I know about the uh, culture of ancient times, women were not given inheritances um, or even really mentioned a lot by name. Uh, but Job's daughters uh, were named specifically, and not even his sons were named, even though he had seven sons. And and it notes that Job, this righteous man who God was so proud of, gave an inheritance to his daughters as well as his sons, uh, which was not common. So, so this righteous man who... God was blessing so much, was kind of a pioneer in uh, 
in respecting women and um, in giving them more rights than, than even society expected. And so that's, that may give a glimpse into to God's plan to, uh, to respect and love and empower everyone, uh, regardless of their gender or stage in life. And the one thing that never really did sit completely comfortably with me was, was this, you know, the, uh, the quote-unquote happy ending where Job's doubly blessed. There's always that, that thought in the back of my mind, yeah, but his children before just, you know, were annihilated. They died. Um, you know, God can't bring back, um, or God didn't bring back his, his dead children. And so wouldn't that always be kind of nagging him in the back of his mind. But if Job's perspective changed to that um, more aligned with God's perspective, then then his children dying would not be the end of them either because they would be met again after his death. And uh, that eternal perspective is that his children would be likely with God in eternity and um, would have a better living situation in the afterlife than they did even on earth in blessing. Thank you for listening to The Voice.